Hello, this is John Prim. Welcome to my podcast about my book, What the Hell Is It Now? Today we have chapter nine. Would it be fun to be a Muslim man? Would it really be fun to have a woman who couldn't talk? Well, let's investigate this. It's kind of a touchy subject these days. But here we go. Here's the audiobook. Chapter 9. Would it be fun to be a Muslim man? I'm trying to imagine being a traditional Muslim man whose wife is required to walk 10 feet behind him. It would really be difficult for me to do this. If I don't get to a door in time to open it for a woman, I feel bad. Living in a culture where women's faces can only be seen by their husbands and where they are treated like they are inferior to men just seems wacko to me. Anything probably seems normal if it is something you have experienced all your life. Some people living in big cities can even get used to the idea that a 90-minute commute to work is normal, which I think would be intolerable. So maybe Muslim women don't even feel put down or even think about it. I love the old American Indian saying that says, Never judge a man until you've walked two moons in his moccasins. It's interesting that a total of 56 days was required for this. That's a long time for the other person to go barefoot, assuming each Indian only has one pair of moccasins. But I kid. This is really great advice. It's sort of like the speck on the log in the eye thing that Christ talked about. And so I get it. We are not to judge. Now, if we could only get all the world to listen and heed that advice, it would prevent a lot of terrible things from happening. But instead, when a country or a mob of people become upset enough, just like the villagers with their torches and pitchforks who wanted to kill Frankenstein's creation, insanity flourishes. Have you ever thought how peaceful our world would be if we totally avoided any mass meetings of like-minded people? It seems as individuals we are quite nice, but as a mob, we act like idiots at a football game. I've always thought football and soccer were stupid. I once heard a local congressman say that Congress is like manure. If you keep us spread around, they do some good. But if you put us all in one place, we just stink. A couple of people who disagree about something and have a heated debate in privacy is always much better and preferable than a whole bunch of pro-life people clashing with a bunch of women libbers or whatever. There's really no point in having a large crowd of two opposing mentalities confronting each other. No one will listen, they will shout insults, and fists may fly. So, how do we as a country determine what our rights, privileges, and laws will be? I could hardly ever get my wife to agree with me. So how in the world can someone unify an entire nation? I think the answer is that no one can. People are so different from one another, it's impossible to have a completely unified nation. Even when God sent his son Jesus into the world to give us the instructions for having peace, he failed to bring about world peace. Homo sapiens are sure an honorary species. Good grief, we are stubborn sons of bitches. You know, I didn't know how this chapter would go. To begin this book, I wrote the chapter titles as little pieces of my brain spat them out, and I had no idea where my train of thought would go after making my main point. 
and so I hope you don't mind the little twists and turns I have taken. It would be wonderful if you have the temperament of the person who once said that a road detour didn't make him upset. In fact, he enjoyed the change of scenery. I don't know where I first heard that, but it is something I take with me wherever I go. I decided I would make each chapter about three pages long. If there's one thing I don't like in church, it's when the pastor has made a great speech that made a good point, and then he continued to talk. And so, in order to make sure I wouldn't ramble too much, I gave myself a three-page limit. A talking time limit is sure something a lot of people, mainly women, should consider. Don't you hate it when someone constantly talks? A lady friend of mine is like that, and it is so boring. Thank God for modern phones. I just put my phone on speaker and go about doing other things while she carries on. I have to be somewhat alert and listen for her questions. Then I pick up the phone and try to remember what she just asked me. Sometimes I have to ask her to repeat the question, and she doesn't seem to mind. At least in a book like this, you can skip over the fluff such as this. That doesn't really matter. Thus ends this little one-page detour. For certain, one of the hardest things to do is feel how other people might feel, or to look at a culture outside of ourselves and wonder how that could possibly be right. It's not easy, folks. But until next time, uh, when we will investigate Chapter 10, which is called Gun Control, the NRA needs to stop being such a crybaby and should not be bribing Congress. See you next time. <laughs>